Before we dive into today's episode, I want to share an exciting opportunity with you. The Breaking Free Workshop will teach you a step-by-step guide to turn your passions into profit. Join us for a transformative experience where you'll learn how to smash through your career plateau with a personalized plan in five strategic steps, avoid common mistakes that could be holding you back, and identify critical actions for the next month to accelerate your progress toward your goals. Don't miss this opportunity to take control of your career destiny and create the lifestyle you desire. Your first workshop is free. Register now for the Breaking Free Workshop. Visit smashingtheplateau.com slash workshops for all the details. That's smashingtheplateau.com slash workshops. Being uncomfortable is growth for me. So change is happening. I say it all the time. In today's episode, we have Nikki Rausch, the CEO of Sales Maven, an organization dedicated to helping entrepreneurs improve their sales processes effectively. With a rich background in tech and a unique journey from corporate sales to entrepreneurship, Nikki has mastered the art of selling by incorporating neuro-linguistic programming into her technique. Today, Nikki will share her insights on the transformation from a high-energy corporate sales role to finding fulfillment and success in her own venture. We're going to delve into how Nikki leveraged her expertise to support female entrepreneurs in sharpening their sales skills and how her approach to sales as a collaborative process can lead to better communication and increased revenue. You'll get to hear Nikki's inspiring story of transition, the challenges she faced along the way, and the triumphant moments of building a business that's not just lucrative, but incredibly rewarding. If you've ever struggled with sales conversations, felt uncomfortable selling your services, or wondered how to become more adaptable in your sales techniques, this is an episode you can't afford to miss. Nikki is here to teach us how to be flexible, build rapport, and engage in collaborative sales conversations that turn prospects into long-term clients. So get ready to learn from a sales maven who not only talks the talk, but walks the walk, transforming her sales acumen into a thriving business that empowers entrepreneurs. Listen in as Nikki Rausch brings a wealth of knowledge and practical strategies to smashing the plateau. Now let's welcome Nikki Rausch, CEO of Sales Maven, Nikki has a unique ability to transform the misunderstood process of selling. With over 25 years of selling experience, entrepreneurs and small business owners now hire Nikki to show them how to sell successfully and authentically. Nikki has written three books, all available on Amazon, and she has a podcast called Sales Maven, which you can find on your favorite podcast platform. Nikki, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here with you. It's great to have you on. Tell me a little bit about you and your career, in particular, your own experience of employment versus entrepreneurship. Yeah. Okay. So I actually received my first professional sales job uh, through a college project. So it was right out of college. I went right into the workforce uh, in a corporate role and doing sales, worked my way up at that company. I was the only At that point, I was the only person they'd ever promoted from within the company to a management level. 
and had a lot of success there, became their national sales manager, then moved on to the manufacturer side. I come from my background is in tech. So on the manufacturer side of technology, I was a road warrior for many years, traveling, covering a very large territory, anywhere from 11 to 15 states at a time. And while I was at the manufacturer level, I got really interested in what was the difference between having some sales success and also feeling really comfortable selling. And I started studying neuro-linguistic programming with this idea that it would help me be more comfortable in the sales conversation, which it absolutely did, but it also improved all of my relationships because my communication skills got better. So had a lot of success using it in my regular selling career. And in 2013, I left, actually in 2012, I left kind of my corporate job, just feeling like there should be something a little bit more fulfilling for me in my life. I had reached a very high level of success, but wasn't feeling overly satisfied with it and was kind of curious about what that would look like. So left my corporate job, went to to help a really small kind of entrepreneur grow her business. And along the way, found that I really love supporting entrepreneurs. And the more I got to know a lot of these super cool entrepreneurs, specifically women entrepreneurs, I found that they were struggling to sell because they didn't understand kind of how to have a successful sales conversation and just started helping some of them on the side. And my business, Sales Maven, was born in 2013 as a result of just wanting to be of service and support them and hang out with them and uh, see them succeed. And I've had a lot of success and I really kind of stumbled into the best possible gig I've ever had of like the difference between working in corporate and having my own, having my own business. This is so much more fulfilling for me. Yeah. So it sounds like your plans were not that solidified when you left corporate. No. Right. It's sort of um, things kind of showed up on your doorstep and you either took advantage of them or you didn't. Yeah. And for a while I thought, gosh, you know, I don't know if I can really have this go. Like I was used to making six figures and I was like, I don't know if I can do this, if I have to go back and get a corporate job, but I just really wanted to give it a chance. I never, ever thought that I would be an entrepreneur. And the fact that I can sit here today and say that I've been in business for 10 years still feels like that can't be true, right? Like it feels untrue. It's gone so fast. It's been so rewarding. And you're right. I've kind of stumbled my way along and and found my way into a, like the best possible like gig that I could ever imagine. Best possible job I could ever imagine. Well, it's great to hear. And congratulations on your success. Thank you. You've touched on a few things that I hear a lot from people that are either in corporate and are frustrated because they've kind of plateaued in their career. Mm -hmm. They may feel boxed in. They may feel like they're not really doing their best work or their skills and experiences are not being fully utilized. They may feel constrained by some of the working conditions and they may also be fearful that they're going to get pushed out or maybe they they've had some experience getting pushed out and particularly the higher up you go 
in the hierarchy. And the older you get, the harder it gets to replace that income and find a similar kind of job. So there's a lot of fears along with the, that whole transition. Mm-hmm. And I'm curious to know, in your case, what advice would you offer someone, you know, especially since you've touched on, you know, you, you left a, um, you know, fairly lucrative position to start your business. And here you are 10 years later and you're very happy that you did it. Yeah. Right. And I, and I hear from people, I don't know if I can, I can replace my paycheck and mm-hmm. son, and then there's also the question, depending upon your lifestyle, what actually is enough? Like, like, do you actually need the same level of income that you have now in corporate or that you had in your last job? Um, so there are yeah. a lot of questions that are kind of tied to the, the income shift yet at the same time as an entrepreneur, you do have the possibility to make as much money as you made in corporate. You have the possibility to actually make a lot more because in a job, there's a ceiling on how much you can make, right? But there are lots of challenges associated with all these things. I'd love to hear your perspective on any of the things I've just mentioned. Yeah. Well, again, this wasn't, it wasn't really as thought out as I would say for most people. I was in a unique position in that, I had done well for myself. I had some savings and I also had a partner at the time that was willing to give me a little bit of leeway to like float me along to make sure my bills were covered and that we were going to be okay as a family. And so for about two years, he really took up the slack and pretty much carried the weight financially as far as like contributing to the, to the household. So that was a blessing truly. And I wouldn't have been able to do it otherwise. Now I learned (laughs) to live a very different lifestyle. I had a pretty lavish lifestyle prior to letting go of this, you know, so where I shopped and what I spent money on and, you know, how often I spent money that really shifted in the first, the first couple of years while I was trying to figure this out. And can I really make money at this? And once I got to the place where and it it did take a few years. Like it wasn't, it wasn't, I am by no means an overnight success. So I would say for anybody out there that you have to plan for this. One of the things I also did pretty early on in my business is I believe heavily in investing in myself. So I hired a coach. I started working with people who were ahead of me in business who could kind of help kind of speed the process up for me. I made some pretty big investments. Again, discussing things with my partner about like, yes, I'm going to pull this money out of my savings. Yes, this means I'll have less to contribute to the household, but I know that I'll be able to, like, I really do believe in myself. So I knew that I would be willing to do what it takes to to like achieve that level to where now I am the breadwinner in the household. And so, but again, it wasn't an overnight success by any stretch of the imagination. So I don't take for granted that I had a partner that would, that, that really kind of floated me for the first couple of years. Yeah. And, and now I'm really curious, given your expertise in sales, what your perspective is on the difference between selling the corporation that gives you a paycheck or whatever your compensation structure is, but the, Mm -hmm. right. The, the corporation that is employing you versus selling yourself in your own business. Mm -mm. 
You know, I often have this conversation with clients because I think that people get caught up and like, well, it feels awkward now that I'm selling myself and it was easier when I could sell it for somebody else. I really looked at my business as it was an entity outside of me. So even though I am the sales coach, I'm the trainer, and it really comes from my expertise, I treat my business like it's a separate entity. And because I do that, I don't feel awkward about making offers and I don't feel awkward about offering up services and charging for services. And so I often give my clients the same advice. You have to treat your business as it's a separate entity. And oftentimes I say, imagine if it was your, if it was your baby or your kid, you know, if it was your kid and somebody was mistreating it, you would stand up for it. If it was your baby, you would know that you have to advocate for it and you have to be a good strong ambassador for it. And you have to be willing to do things that make you uncomfortable in order for it to thrive. So I really look at it like it's separate from me. So even though, well, I will say also, it's one of the reasons why I named my business something other than it's not Nikki Roush coaching, right? It's sales maven. And even though I consider myself a sales maven, a sales expert, it feels again, like it's something separate from, from who I am as an individual, as I don't have my whole identity wrapped up in my business. Yeah. That's, that's really good advice. So thanks for sharing that. Yeah. I wanted to now touch on some of the other things that you mentioned earlier okay. um, that you, right. You started studying the sales process and you, you realized that there were techniques that you could learn that would make the sales process much better for you, and it would also improve your relationships. Could mm-hmm. you talk a little bit about some of those? Yeah. So I started studying neurolinguistic programming. And if that's a new term to anybody listening, it sounds super scientific, but it's really the study of communication. And it taught me verbal and nonverbal communication skills. And I have had to take my NLP training and apply it to the sales process, which is what I teach now because I had so much success doing it. And the whole idea behind it really kind of comes down to my all-time favorite quote, which is, blessed are the flexible, for they shall not be bent out of shape. I truly believe that what I teach is flexibility in a conversation. So instead of showing up and being like, hey, this is me, take it or leave it, I'm going to just barrel through here and just be, you know, the version that I think is the right version. I'm willing to be flexible in a conversation and I teach my clients to add flexibility to their be- their behavior and their conversations so that they can expand their reach as far as who are their particular clients. You know, we want to attract our ideal clients, but sometimes we also need to expand who are our potential clients. And when somebody has a very different style than you and the way that they communicate, And you just stay in your own style and be like, hey, if you don't communicate like me, go kick rocks. People will leave. (laughs) They'll go away. But if you're willing to be flexible, if you're willing to adjust your style to be more like to be easier to be in conversation, frankly, for the other person and what their style is, then you find that you find a happy medium between you and the other person. And I really think that sales, just to be really clear about this... I think one of the misconceptions about sales is people think sales is something you're supposed to do to another person. And I teach that sales is something you do with 
another person. There's a collaboration that has to happen. There's a conversation that is happening between you and this other person. So in a conversation, think about any conversation you're ever going to have. Don't you prefer to be in conversation with somebody who's easy to talk to, somebody who's a good listener, somebody who is willing to let you speak and who's willing to ask you questions, we usually find that those are more rewarding conversations. And so those are really kind of the, I mean, I teach more concepts than that, but that's kind of the base of what I teach. Rapport, relationships, having a collaborative conversation with somebody and asking smart questions. Yeah. Nikki, is is there a story you can share that kind of illustrates how to deploy this kind of flexibility? Yeah, actually, you know, one story in particular, I remember pretty early on in my career, I was doing a training for this group of salespeople and this one particular person that was in the, was in the course with me, really charismatic personality, really high energy personality and kind of the jokester of the room, like always had the funny comment, the funny thing to say. And when I was teaching about this idea of paying attention to the other person and the way that they're communicating, he said, it was like a light bulb went on for him because he said, you know, I like to be the funny one. And I I like to be self-deprecating because I like to make people laugh. And I said, well, you know, good. You're perfect. The way you are is perfect. How is that working for you in sales conversations? And he said, "Um, well, sometimes people get a little bit out of shape about, you know, about having conversations with me. They get a little bit like short. They try to end the conversations quicker. And I said, well, what do you think would happen if you were willing to add a little bit more flexibility instead of trying to be the jokester with somebody who didn't particularly think that the topic you were having conversation about was supposed to be funny and you, you were willing to adjust your style to, to meet them where they are how would that go for you? And it was like this light bulb. And he was like, oh, I also feel really strongly and taught him this too, is like the self-deprecating humor. It's great on stage when you're a comedian, but that's not who you are in a sales conversation. So being self-deprecating, even though might get you a laugh, it also might diminish your credibility in the room. And most of us don't want to buy from people who aren't good at what they do. We want to buy from experts. We want to feel like when we're handing over our hard-earned dollars, that we're giving it to somebody who's going to take care of it and treat it like it matters. So just that shift for him changed everything in the way he was handling his conversations. And it didn't, it didn't mean he couldn't still be himself. He just found that he had more access to other parts of himself that didn't always have to be the jokester in the room. Yeah, that's a great, great example. And uh, thanks for sharing that. Sure. So Nikki, you, you've been at this now for 10 years, which is a, a good run. What are you looking forward to? Oh gosh, what I am most looking forward to is continuing to, I think, challenge myself uh, and grow as a leader, frankly, because now here I am 10 years into my business and in entrepreneurship, It's one thing to just be in charge of yourself, but it's a completely different thing to be in charge of a team. And the one of my areas that still has so much potential for growth is in the leadership aspect of my business. 
to really step into that CEO role and lead and trust trust my team to do what they need to do, but also to be the leader that they need in order for them to achieve success. So as committed as I am to my clients and how much I love working with my clients, I'm also very committed to upping my leadership skills to be a better boss, frankly, to my team. Yeah. It's always a challenge to both work in our business and right do do more of what we do better and also work on our business so that we can improve everything that we do. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It's also good to know like there's still so much to learn. <laughs> I'm a work in progress, that's for there sure. There is always more to learn. Yeah. How do you tap into community to help you grow? So I like to put myself in rooms where I feel like just, (laughs) this is my own personal thing, but I always like to feel like I'm the dumb, poor person in the room. Like I like to be in rooms with people who are way smarter than me and people who have achieved a different level of success financially, but also spiritually and, you know, just in their life. So I like to put myself in these rooms and I will buy my seat at the table. So I have continued to invest heavily in my own personal and professional growth over these last 10 years. And I will continue to do that. So from a community standpoint, I am always looking for what is that next group or who is that next coach or who is that next, what's that next piece of opportunity where I will be uncomfortable and I will grow and hopefully change as a result. Yeah. That's a, Good way to think about it. I like that. Nikki, is there anything you'd like to share that we haven't discussed yet? I would say, you know, you've brought up some really important things. And so for anybody who maybe is listening and who's thinking about this, some of the biggest game changers for me and the the doors that have opened as a result have come from building a strong community and building strong relationships. People who have never been a client or would never necessarily be a client of mine, but I have built relationship with them, have opened doors to really incredible opportunities because I, you know, I don't think entrepreneurship is meant to be done alone, even though there's that, I'm a solopreneur and it feels like, oh, I'm by myself. It's not meant to be done alone. So find community and find places where people who are willing to mentor, people who are willing to you know, assist and challenge you to, I think is a really important piece of your business journey and the ability for you to achieve a different level of success in your business. It's going to probably come from your community. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. Basically, you need to get out of your comfort zone if you want to grow. Yeah. (laughs) I do this thing where I learned this, my NLP teacher taught me this because she used to always say, the only person who likes change is a wet baby. And so when you think about that, it's like, well, yeah, that makes sense. So most of us, we try to avoid change because it's so uncomfortable. So every time I'm going through a period of change, I say out loud to myself in the most ridiculous voice, change is happening. And I say it as if it's like the most like biggest gift ever. And I'm just so excited to receive it because I have to remind myself over and over, like being uncomfortable is growth for me. So change is happening. I say it all the time. Yeah. Thanks for sharing that. 
Nikki, if somebody wants to go deeper with anything that we've discussed today or um, learn more about you, access any resources that you might have, where's the best place for them to go? Well, I would love to wrap it around a gift for anybody listening who hasn't really mastered yet their own selling skills. So I have a a mini course for you. It's called Mastering the Sales Conversation. I break the sales conversation into five easy steps and walk you through how to be more successful in each of those steps. And you can get it by going to yoursalesmaven.com forward slash smashing. So this is for your audience. I'd happily gift that to you. And then we'll be connected. Sounds great. Well, Nikki, thank you for offering that. Thanks for taking the time to join us today on Smashing the Plateau. Share a little bit about your own journey um, and some some great advice for others who are either aspiring to be on a similar journey or already, already there. My guest today has been the founder of Sales Maven, Nikki Rausch. Thank you, Nikki, for joining us. Thanks for having me. Making the leap from the corporate career track to entrepreneurial business ownership can be done more effectively when you follow a system. In our Breaking Free workshop, you'll learn the five steps to smash your plateau, craft a weekly progress plan, and avoid common mistakes. This workshop is for dreamers, risk takers, and those ready to accelerate their business journey. Your first workshop is free. Visit smashingtheplateau.com slash workshops for details and to secure your spot in the next workshop. Don't miss out on this opportunity for a career transformation. That's smashingtheplateau.com slash workshops. Join us on our next episode of Smashing the Plateau for more wisdom from industry leaders. Until then, keep striving, keep believing, and keep smashing.